he was eating grapefruit and he was crying because for him it represented, wow, we are in Israel and we have a grapefruit that we ourselves grew it. He was very proud and happy with the feeling that they are building a place for the Jewish people. That's Yehudit Kolin Bar, the daughter of Moshe Kolodni, who for 19 years headed the Jewish Agency's Youth Immigration Division and was responsible for bringing more than 100,000 unaccompanied minors to Israel from 85 different countries. Despite being among the founders of at least seven kibbutzim and five youth villages, and later on holding senior cabinet posts, he considered that immigration effort to be his greatest public achievement. It was, he once said, a project that had no equivalent in the annals of human history. Hey, I'm Mishi Harman, and this is Israel Story. Israel Story is brought to you by the Jerusalem Foundation and the Times of Israel. So, Israel is 75, and we feel this is a moment for us to step back and take stock, to ask where we came from, where we are, and where, for God's sake, we're going. And in order to answer those questions, we decided to go back to the basics. Our series, Signed, Sealed, Delivered, looks at our founding moral compass, Megillat Ha'atzmaut, or the Declaration of Independence. 37 people signed Megillat Ha'atzmaut. And over the course of the past several months, our team has diligently tracked down and interviewed the closest living relative of each one of these signatories. We talked about their ancestors and families, about the promise of the Declaration, the places in which we delivered on that promise, the places in which we exceeded our wildest dreams, and also about the places where we fell short. And it is through these descendants of the men and women who, with a strike of a pen, gave birth to this country of ours that we wish to learn something about ourselves. Today we'll meet Moshe Kolodni and his daughter, Yehudit Kolinbar, She'll present one of the many political perspectives we'll be featuring throughout the series. We'll be right back. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Technion Israel Institute of Technology is where some of Israel's brightest minds ask the biggest question of all. What if? What if they could take on the world's biggest challenges? What if they could develop life-changing environmental, scientific, health, medical, and technological discoveries that will make a huge impact on Israel and the planet? But they don't just ask the question, they answer it too. They turn those ideas into reality. They make them happen. To see just some of the incredible things they've achieved, get the Technion Booklet of Wonders at ats.org slash wonders. We hope it inspires you to give them your support so they can keep doing what they do best. The American Technion Society. World-changing discoveries by Israel's brightest minds 
made possible by you. Hey listeners, it's Mishi. Last week we released our 50th wartime diary. This week is Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut. And as a way of marking this milestone, and these dates, Yochai Meital and I will have a series of onstage conversations in New York and Cleveland. We'll discuss the process of creating wartime diaries, talk about some of the challenges we've encountered, the dilemmas we've had, the insights we've gained, So if you want to hear what covering the evolving story of this war has been like for us, we'd love to see you at one of our events. All the details are on our site, israelstory.org. And meanwhile, wishing us all calm and peaceful days ahead. Okay, we're back. Here's our producer Ross Bordeaux with Yehudit Kolinbar, the former director of the Museums Division at the Yad Vashem Holocaust Remembrance Center, and, of course, Moshe Kol's daughter. Moshe Kolodny, who later in life changed his surname to Kol, was born in 1911 in the heart of the Pale of Settlement. His father, Mordechai, was trained as a dentist, but worked, instead, as a successful wine merchant. And his father... Moshe's grandfather, Rabbi Pinchas Eliyahu Halevi Kolodny, was not only a leading religious authority figure in Pinsk, but also an avid gardener and the author of She'ar Yedakis, von Mein Klein Beitele, a 70-page book in Yiddish on backyard horticulture. Having given him both a rigorous religious and a broad secular education, young Moshe's parents wanted him to study medicine, but he much preferred the Zionist movement's conference rooms to the university's anatomy labs. They ultimately compromised on Moshe making Aliyah and enrolling in the Hebrew University, which he did, only to drop out once his Zionist activism entirely took over his life. He was a labor organizer, an educator, a publicist, and, starting in 1947, a member of the executive of the Jewish Agency. During those early post-war years, He also became a professional colleague and close personal friend of former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt. At 37, he was the second youngest signatory of the Declaration of Independence. He later went on to serve as Minister of Development and Minister of Tourism, a post which he held for more than 11 consecutive years. He was, at heart, a liberal centrist and as such advocated for a constitution, for freedom of religion, for military training for yeshiva boys, and for the normalization of ties with Israel's various different Arab minority groups. In 1977, the year he left the government, Kol was named an honorary citizen of the town of Daliat al-Karmel in recognition of his lifelong support of the Druze community. He also championed the cause of the Malkite and Maronite residents of Ikrith and Biram, two Christian villages near the Lebanese border in which the locals willingly evacuated their homes in October 1948, with the promise that they would be allowed to return within two weeks. Seventy-five years later, those two weeks have yet to expire, a decision that Likud minister Misha Arens once called, quote, a march of folly, or a guide for how to make friends into enemies. Devoting most of his post-political life to writing, 
Cole passed away in 1989 and was buried on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. Here he is, in a recording from 1961, discussing the way he believed Israel should treat its minority groups. The state of Israel must set an example in terms of its daily Jewish life, but also in terms of our humanistic approach to the Arab minority. If we want to make peace with the Arabs, and I'm certain that we must seek such a peace, we have to be exemplary in our relationship to the Arab minority in Israel. Because the truth is that we are a minority within the Arab world, and the Arabs in Israel are a minority only here, within our state. My name is Judith Colin Barr. I'm 74 years old. I was born during the independence war to my parents, Moshe Kol, Kolodni, and Keta Kol Muscat. Moshe immigrated to Israel at 32, 1932, from Pinsk. He was 21. He was the leader of uh, the youth movement, Hanoar Atzioni, and also he was uh, in a kibbutz, Kibbutz Nitzanim. His brother came, also immigrated to Israel. They had a sister, Paula, in Pinsk, and they got a certificate for her as a student in the Hebrew University. And then his mother, Yehudit, which I named after her, she said, I sent two boys to the desert. She stays with me. She was murdered with the mother in Pinsk. She was pregnant. He never talked about it. Never, never. I asked myself if he really called my name once. I'm not sure. Maybe it was too hard for him. I don't know. I can't remember that he said Judith. It's his mother's name. There was a very popular program in the radio. Kripus Krovim, looking for relatives. Mania Gitel, bat 47, mi pshemeshol be Mizrah Polin, mehapeset et Horea, Osher Rosler, ve Haya Laya Goldstoff, ve et Ahaya Feibush. They named names of people who were looking for other people that were separated during the Holocaust. Ten minutes past one, the whole Israel was quiet. Everybody listened to this, Chipus Krovim. My father used to eat lunch at home and then he slept. But before he went, he closed the radio. So I asked him once, why are you closing the radio? I mean, everybody is listening. So he said to me, and I think this is the one of the only times that I remember that he was tricked like that. He said, nobody was left. I remember this. My mother, actually, she was the strongest in the family. She became pregnant with my sister, Aliza. And Aliza was actually the first daughter of Kibbutz Nitzanim. They put her in the center of the kibbutz and everybody took care of her because there were no other children. My father, he was leader of a youth movement. This youth movement became a party in Israel. They called it the Progressivim. They were more to the center. I remember one time <laughs> that uh, he was in the meeting with Ben-Gurion and uh, we were waiting for him outside. And it was already late a little. So my mother said, you enter and ask where he is. So I entered through the kitchen. His wife, Paula, 
met me and said, what do you want? <laughs> I said, I want my father. <laughs> Who is your father? I said, Moshe Kohl. Okay, wait outside. <laughs> they were in Jerusalem during the independence war. We lived in Rehavia and to sign the declaration, we had to go to Tel Aviv by Piper. And in Jerusalem, there was no food. There was no food, nothing. The, the water were divided to people by bottles, small bottles. I mean, it was, there was nothing. My mother was pregnant with me. So she said, ah, you are going to Tel Aviv, so bring two eggs with you. So my father, he listened to her. He brought two eggs to Jerusalem back with him from the signing. And she said, this is the best thing that came out of the declaration. <laughs> He was younger than the group of the leaders. When he was 38, he was nominated as the head of Fusalia. And this is the time of the children who came from the Holocaust and the time of the, the children who came from North Africa. And there were 100,000 children that came through Fusalia. Here, youngsters brought to Israel under youth aliyah, the special children's immigration scheme of the Jewish agency, live in a youth society. They receive a general education and special training in agriculture to fit them as Israel's future farmers. The whole family, we were youth aliyah. I just wanted to be in one of the places where the children lived because I thought this is the best place. The children of youth aliyah, it felt like they were his children in a way. Sometimes I was even envy. I was jealous a little, yeah. We never spoke politics or ideological things at home. They didn't lecture us. They never involved in what was in school. I was a catastrophe in school. Nobody said anything. He used to go once a week to Tel Aviv by bus. And my mother would give him like 10 shekels, 10 liras. You know, he didn't know anything about using money, etc. She dealt with the money. And at home, she always cooked for him, you know, more like a diet. But then he used to go to Tel Aviv. And he was so happy because in Tachana Merkazit, there was a falafel. You know, so he bought a falafel. And you can get free all kinds of things that you could put in the falafel. And this was... Wow, this was his best moment in Tel Aviv. <laughs> Listen, my mother, she said, after Auschwitz, no good. For example, she ate in Yom Kippur, but she didn't make a ceremony out of her eating. My father was um, fasting. And at the end of the day, she used to take a glass of um, cognac and the cake and they went, both of them, to the hotel. And then, when he could eat, she gave him the food and the cognac so he can come back to the house. It was almost an hour walking. He saw her way. She saw this way. This is how people behave, you know? Have your own opinion, but respect the other, see the other. Not long time ago, we found an interview in the 60s interview him about signing the independence declaration. And I took one sentence from this, and I'm telling you, this is what I believe, this is what my family believes, it's what my children believe. And the sentence goes like this. If I wouldn't believe in peace with the Arabs, 
I wouldn't believe in the implementation of Zionism. It's black and white. He was fighting for Ikrit and Bir'am, people who were taken from their villages, and they were promised they could come back. They never came back because Golda and others uh, refused. Until today, they never came back to their villages. You know, when he died, there was like an open area there, big area, and they put him in a coffin and people came, Arabic, Druze, they were standing next uh, next to it. There were thousand people in the funeral. We didn't understand, you know, buses came with people and they came down and came down and we really didn't understand. Sorry. There is somebody now that is writing a book and he called me and we were talking and he said, your father was the only one, the only one that was against the kibush, the occupation. He believed that we should give back the area and make peace with the Arabs, with the Palestinians. He never thought that we'd be in a situation like this. We shouldn't occupy other people. We should live our life and make peace with the others. The main belief of his life was we are all equal and we deserve all the human rights. He never changed his opinion. We cannot be in a situation that there will be people without basic human rights and people who has all the rights. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Mitch Ginsberg and Lev Cohen are the senior producers of Signed, Sealed, Delivered. Our staff also includes Yochai Meital, Zev Levi, Adina Karpuch, Jamal Rishek, Hadas Kidron, Shoshana Sara, Shira Shans Khalil, Ross Bordeaux, Yael Ben Chorin, and Rotem Tzin. Sela Weisblum is our sound engineer. Zev Levi scored and sound designed the episode, with music from Blue Dot Sessions. Our music consultants are Tomer Kariv and DJ Yoni Turner. And our dubber is Yoav Yefet. The episode was recorded in our very own Nomi Studios. You can catch up on all our regular Israel Story episodes, as well as the other signed, sealed, delivered minisodes on our site, israelstory.org, or by searching for Israel Story wherever you get your podcasts. You can and should also check out our home at timesofisrael.com slash podcasts. And of course, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under Israel Story. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of Israel Story, email us at sponsor at israelstory.org. This series is dedicated to the memory of my beloved father, David Harmon who was a true believer in the values of the Declaration of Independence, in Zionism, in democracy, and most of all, in equality. I'm Mishi Harman, and we'll be back next time with another installment of Signed, Sealed, Delivered, and a completely different perspective 
on Israel's declaration of independence. Till then, shalom shalom and yalla bye. בלשונות רבות נספור דיברנו, וזה את זה כמעט בכלל שלא הכרנו, ומקומות רבים מאוד עזבנו, ורק מקום אחד רצינו ואהבנו, ומקומות רבים מאוד עזבנו, ואל הארץ, אל הארץ באנו. ZANG <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.